What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Freedom Church podcast. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're seeking a church family that can help you grow in your relationship with Christ, or maybe you just want to check us out online, be sure to check out our website, www.nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan. Thanks for tuning and God bless. Those of you tuning with us online this morning, let me welcome you. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church right here in Jackson, Missouri. We are so glad that you joined with us online this morning, but what we want to do is invite you to come and join us live and in person on a Sunday morning at 10 a.m. or a Wednesday night at 7 o'clock because you don't get there what you can get here. Amen? Amen. Y'all got enough TV in your life anyway, right? Come on, some of y'all won't admit it. We watch more TV than we do anything else, some of us. Not me. I don't have time, but those of you that do, <laughs> when I do get to watch TV, it's nice. But uh, praise God. All right, well, Devin, you ready, man? I'm going to go ahead and introduce Devin Fountain. If those of you online that weren't there for the official introduction, Brother Devin Fountain is bringing the word for us this morning. You just said however you want there, brother. I need to get you. Well, here you can use this mic, I guess. Amen. How y'all doing this morning? Praise God. This is a time where you can just talk to God and just minister to him. Amen. So just talk to God, minister to him. Please no distractions as people are worshiping. Please no distractions. This is a time for worship. Amen. Please reverence. Amen. Have your way, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Worship and worship. I know so many times we get in the, in the con- we get used to singing a song and we feel like that's worship but worship is nothing but talking to God it's it's a daily communion with God however you want to commune with God that's worship as long as it's coming from the heart amen so just talk to God in your own way you may have some things you need to you may have some things you need to repent of you may have some things you want to bring before God May have some things you need done on today, some some needs you need met on today, some emotion, some emotional ties need to be broken, some soul ties need to be broken. You may have a financial need on today. You need God to make a way. There's somebody in here. You are. God is turning the page on your finances. I don't know what's been going on. Seem like it's been at a standstill. I don't want to use the word dry, but it seems like it's been at a standstill. That's all I got. And God wants you to know He is turning the page. He is turning the page. Someone in here is emotionally bound. And he is turning the page. He is turning the page. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you. Even now, as as we get ready to bring forth the word, God, we ask that you speak, God. Let your word go forth with clarity and with power. And let it be sound, God. Oh, God. 
rain down on us, O oh God. Give us reigning ears, God. Give us kingdom ears and not itching ears, O oh God. Give us an open heart to receive your word. Touch the young people's ears and their hearts, O oh God. We bind distractions in the name of Jesus. Let them hear. Let them listen and let them gain something from the word. In Jesus' name, for this is the time for them, O oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I want to talk um, for a few minutes with the young people. Uh, Brother Dave did an excellent job of bringing a powerful word last week. And when he said it was for the young people, I was like, okay, now I know I'm in the vein. I know I'm hearing right from God now. Because I was kind of, there's always been a, you, you you get where God wants you to go, but then you question and say, "Well, God, is it? You know, is it, is that you? Is it just me?" And make sure, trying to make sure it's God. And then sometimes our flesh getting away, want to go somewhere else, and pride gets in the way. Amen. Let's be honest, and we want to go somewhere else, but we gonna obey God this morning and see what God has to say to the young people. Young people, you are in a very critical time in your life. How many of you young people just started, just went to a whole brand new school? Raise your hand. And went to a whole new school. A whole new school. How many of you, how many, wow. Okay, so that's about, what, half? Okay. So I'm in the right vein. So some of you are at a new school and the others you are at at a familiar place, right? Okay. Well, today we're going to talk about John the Baptist. We're going to speak, preach on the message. Um, let's, uh, I'm going to skip a couple verses. Turn to uh, Matthew, the third chapter. Starting at the first through the fifth verse. Then we're going to skip down to 7th through the 9th. Then we're going to go to the 13th, the 16th, and 17th. Chapter 3, yes, ma'am. Verse, charting at first 1 through verse 5. Then we're going to go to 7 through 9, then 13, 16, and 17. We're going to do a little skipping and jumping here. I'm going to be reading out of the Amplified, if that's Okay. In those days, John the Baptist appeared, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, along the western side of the Dead Sea, and saying, repent, change your inner self. This is what repentance means. Repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret past sins, live your life in a way that proves repentance, seek God's purpose for your life. Y'all got that? I'm going to read that again. Repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking. Regret past sins. Live your life in a way that proves repentance. Seek God's purpose for your life. Seek God's purpose for your life. For the kingdom of heaven is in hand. It's, It's not enough just to 
what the scripture is really letting us know, is not enough just to say, okay, God, I'm sorry. Because that's when you change your mind. You, you, do an about, you do a 180. All right? You, everybody know about the 180, 360. Everybody know about that, right? You do a, do a 360, you end up about the same place, you end up the same place as you were. You do a 180, you end up in a different, you end up in the opposite direction. So even though you do a 180 through repentance, it's not that's not enough. You have to see you have to find something in replace of that old habit or that old way of thinking, that old way of living. You have to find something in replace of that, amen. Let's go on down to the third verse. This is the one who was mentioned by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one shouting in the wilderness, prepare the road for the Lord, make his highways straight. Leveled and direct. Now this same John had clothing made of camel's hair and a wide leather band around his waist. And his food was locusts and wild honey. I know, right? (laughs) At that time, Jerusalem was going out to him in all Judah and all the district around the Jordan. Now skip down to the. 7th to the ninth verse. But when he saw many other Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the divine wrath and judgment to come? So produce fruit that is consistent with repentance. Uh-oh. Fruit that is consistent with repentance. Demonstrating new behavior that proves a change. I love to amplify demonstrating new behavior that proves a change of heart and a conscious decision to turn away from sin. So fruit is the fruit is the result of repentance or it should be. Ain't that something? It is a result of repentance. That's something to me. I, it, just, it just stood out to me. Uh, where will we stop at? Okay. Verse 9. And do not presume to say to yourselves, as a defense, we have Abraham for our father, so our inheritance assures us of salvation. For I say to you that from these stones, God is able to raise up children, descendants for Abraham. Now go down to the 13th verse. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan River to be baptized by him. But John, I'm uh, okay. That's going down to the excuse me. I'm sorry. The sixteenth verse. After Jesus was baptized, he came up immediately out of the water, and behold, the heavens were opened. And he, John, saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and lightning on him, and lighting on him, Jesus. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased and delighted. May the Lord have a blessing to the readers and the hearers of his word. Father God, let your word not fall on deaf ears. In Jesus' name, let us speak with clarity. Let us speak only what you want us to speak. I bind every principality, every dark ancient foe that come against this word. Let deliverance break out in this room. In Jesus' name, glory to God. Amen. Moved by your power, God. So, 
we have a situation here. Um, I wanna, I wanna use for a topic, preach in the wilderness. That's the topic. Um, everybody know about the story of Jesus, right? Jesus was in the wilderness. Oftentimes, your wilderness is depicted as your place of trying, your place of proving, your place of um, your place of, your place of proving if you are capable or if you are willing to go to the next level. Sometimes that next level can be a next level in our finances, a next level in our marriage, a next level in our in our understanding, a next level in our personal walk with God, a next level in our habits. Sometimes that can, that can prove to be, to not, not to be easy in order to pass the test of being in the wilderness. But here we see John immediately comes out preaching. The first time we hear of John as an adult, being out of the, we know we heard the story about how John was conceived, how John was conceived, and how he was um, impregnated with the Holy Spirit um, during, during, in the womb. Amen. Now it says Jesus grew in grace. He, he grew in the word. But here John comes forth impregnated with the word at birth. Ain't that something? I never paid attention to that until God showed it to me. Um, but I want to ask the topic. The topic of this sermon is the test of assignment. Every young person in here has been given an assignment, um, and I and I want I want to be very clear on your. It's it's not enough just to seek God and to say, okay, well, God is using me, and those things are great, but you want to pursue your purpose. And it's very prevalent that you get your purpose now. That way the enemy can't distract you. You'll be less distracted once you get older. The Bible says train up a child in the way that he should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. Um, many times our purpose can, can help us to not depart from the way of God, from the ways of God. Amen. Not many times, but any time. Um, so I want to ask, uh, I have six questions I wrote down that I want to really ask the young people and get the young people to think about. Amen. Now here, John the Baptist, John the Baptist is in a familiar place. You know, he was, uh, matter of fact, it was prophesied that he would be a wild man, meaning that he would live in the wilderness. He would live off the wilderness. <laughs> He would he would live off he would live off the wilderness. He he would live in a place of 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 wildness of of he would live in a place where it would be natural to be weary in. But John made his home in the wilderness until it was time for him to come out. And I won't I won't get that far this time. But hopefully, if the Lord allow us another chance, we'll we'll get there. For if the Lord see fits to, for me to keep going in this, but John is in a familiar place. He's in a 
convenient place. He's, he's, but he's not comfortable to the degree that he's not fulfilling his purpose. Many of the young people, you're in a new, you're in a new place. So it's, for, for those of you that are in a familiar place, you're in a familiar school, can you still fulfill your purpose? Can you still stay focused on God and not get comfortable with what everybody else is doing? <laughs> okay, look, right? There are certain people this message is directly geared towards, right? And I'm not I'm trying not to look at you as I'm ministering, right? So that's why I laugh. Because I've seen somebody's <laughs> I've seen somebody's uh, response to the word. Amen. But what about what about those of you that are in a unfamiliar place? Those so here's the question. Can you stay put when God places you in an unfamiliar place of inconvenience all while using your gift in obedience? John the Baptist appears in the wilderness and was using his gift, fulfilling his purpose immediately. Though he was in a familiar place, he was he was never he never got comfortable. Can you fulfill your purpose in an unfamiliar environment? So, so many times we, when we get to a new place, especially as young people, I'm still kind of young. <laughs> as, as young people, we, when we get to a new place, we, we allow our environment to intimidate us. We allow the new people around us, being around new people to intimidate us. But you don't, have, you don't have to be intimidated because the Bible says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. Amen. And, and, he told, and, John, and God told Joshua that so I was with Moses, so I will be with you. God wants the young people to know that so as he's with you in here, he's with you out there. So as he's with you with your parents, he's with you. He's with you when you go into the schools. Amen. So you don't have to conform to what everybody else is doing. You don't have to do things just because everybody else is doing just to fit in. And so many times we get, we, it's, it's almost like we don't naturally try to do them, but we, but it's because we've, if we've we've downloaded we've downloaded what somebody else was doing and even though we told ourselves we weren't going to do it we end up doing it and it almost is like it's come natural we don't we do it without thinking and then the next thing you know like why I just do that and then young people ever did that why I just do that sister Matthew we're not talking about you Praise God. I'm just best with Sister Samantha. Um, okay. The second question. Um, can God trust you to do what you are born to do when what you are born to do has never been done before in your generation? Hmm? Say it again. Can God trust you to do what you are born to do when what you are born to do has never been done before in your generation. 
He was preaching. John the Baptist was preaching a message that had never been spoken of by any other prophet before him. Can you do what God has purposed you to do? Some of you, your purpose is so great and God wants to use you now. He wants to use you. And, and it's not just, you know, the being used in the prophetic is good, but, th- but there is, there is a life of submission that comes with that. Amen. There was a life of obedience that comes with that. It's, it is hard for me to obey God in the simple things. I have a problem with the simple things. And, you know, God tell me to do a certain thing. And, all right, so re- read the scripture. And I, I read it, but, like, I don't want to. I don't want to. So, but it's hard for me to obey God in the simple things. Or God to tell me to not watch a certain thing today or. Not uh stay off of this or stay off of that. Not okay, I don't want to. You know, it's just those things that you having to die to your flesh, amen. Yes, amen. But John the Baptist was preaching a message that had never been preached before. Can you do something that has never been done before in your generation while obeying God? All because you are obeying God. Do you know your purpose? Do you know your purpose? Do you know your purpose? Number three, can you do the first two tests while standing by watching some things precious die in your life? The the Bible says that, and let's let's read, I want to read that again. It says in, in, it says, can you, can you do the first two tests, which is one that I just mentioned, while standing by watching something precious die in your life? Wow. And the, see, the, how I came across this because it says in, in the first verse of the third chapter, it says, in those days, John the Baptist appeared preaching in the wilderness of, Jude, of Judah along the western side of the Dead Sea. He was right beside everything that represented death. Can you die to your own will? What, what, what I mean by that, let me, let me, I want to break that down because sometimes, you know, we, we say things and young people don't really understand. What I mean by can you, can you let go of your own will? Can you, um, anybody know what the word relinquish mean or give up? Can you give up what you want to do for the will of God? Amen. Amen. This is hitting some of the, some of the adults too, I see. (laughs) Number four, can you do your ministry with a pure heart? Even while people are amazed and entertained by your message and ministry, can you stay focused on the task without being, without becoming um, intertwined with the um, temptation of looking at people and really getting the big head? We break that down. <laughs> break it down. 
can you can you preach? Can you prophesy? Can you play the keyboard? Can you play the drums? Can you play the guitar? Can you sing all while keeping a level head and staying away from pride? The Bible says that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. But that means this pride leads to destruction. That's what that is saying, that pride will lead, always lead you to something being destroyed in your life. And the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. How many of you know that pride is a sin? Amen. It is a sin to be prideful. And we don't want to get stuck on sin, but we want to get stuck on uh, 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 the, the remedy for sin. Amen. So don't don't get caught up in the religious said, well, I got to stay from pride. No, listen, listen, listen. He said, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless with the, from the, in the presence of his glory. It is God that keeps us from pride. He said, walk in the spirit of you will not, excuse me, lead, be led by what he says, live in the spirit of you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So what that is simply saying is that if I keep my mind, if I live a life that's holy and acceptable unto God by keeping my mind focused on God, keep my mind focused on good things and, and, and just meditating and um, I'm talking with the spirit throughout the day. If I do those things, then I won't have time to fulfill uh, uh, what what my human side of me wants to do, what my selfish side of me wants to do. Amen. The Bible says that the people were coming to watch him. Um, the people of tradition were coming to watch him. You are always going to have uh, people that think they're better than you, that always critique what you're doing, especially when you're doing something for God. Amen. So don't get frustrated. Don't get, don't allow yourself. And I know that's easier said than done, but fight the frustration. Amen. And don't try to fight it in yourself with your own, in your own ability, but lean and depend on Jesus and ask Jesus how to help you defeat the spirit of frustration. How many of you are, how many young people, young people <laughs> that are still in school, how many of you know your purpose? Mm. Mm. We're going to deal with that today. We're going to see if some of you all can find your purpose. Amen. Uh, number five. Can you refuse to compromise? Verses 7, 8, and 9. Let's look at verse 7, 8, and 9 again. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming forward, John the Baptist was bold, man. <laughs> listen, listen to this. Listen to this. He said, he said, coming for baptism, he said to them, you brood, you brood of vipers. He called them snakes, venomous snakes. They were poison. You got to stay away from those people that are poison, that are toxic, that have a 
that say they know God, but don't really exemplify that they have a relationship with him. The Bible says that um, all who say to me, some who say, some of those who say to him, Lord, Lord, are those who call him Lord, Lord. Not all of them are belong to him. So, everything okay? Oh, okay. I thought you were trying to get my attention this time. Um, so, just because a person say they know Jesus, don't make them know Jesus. The Bible says you should know them by the fruit that they bear. It should not. Now, don't get that twisted. Don't mean that they're going to be doing everything right. But there should be some type of fruit they are expecting. They are exemplifying. They should be, and fruit has to do with the character of God. Fruit is character. Amen. The Bible talks about the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, long suffering, meekness, uh, uh, temperance. All those things are character traits. It is about, listen, listen, listen. Um, um, Even the armor of God. The armor of God is about character. Jesus. When you have gotten to the point. See, the Bible talks. Let's go there. I want to prove that. Let's let's go to Ephesians. This is not even in my my plan, but let's let's go to Ephesians. I want to prove to you that, remind you rather, that... That that the armor that the armor of God is really having to do with the character of God. It's about His character. Watch this. I'm going to be reading out the Amplified again. Go to Ephesians six. Let's start at the tenth verse. It says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from him and be empowered through him, through your union with him. And be in the power of his boundless might. Put on Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God, for his precepts are like splendid armor of, heavily, of a heavily armed soldier. So that you may be able to successfully stand up against all the schemes and the strategies and the deceits of the devil. Verse 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against, but, but contending only with physical opponents, but, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness. Against the spirit, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. Okay, go down to verse 14. So stand firm and hold your guard, having tightened wide the band of truth, personal integrity, and moral courage. Character. Character. Some my character. Abound your waist and put and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and upright heart. Character. And having strapped on your feet the gospel of peace. Character in preparation to face the enemy with firm footed stability. Oh my God. With firm footed stability and the readiness. 
produced by the good news. So it is the good news that brings us, that, that helps us, that, that produces character in our life. We 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 don't we don't we don't we don't produce that character in and of ourselves. We don't produce that character on our own. We work in we work in communion or we work with the Holy Spirit in order to bring about that character. We submit our ways, we submit our mind, our will, our passions, our desires, which we know as young people our passions and our desires go everywhere. Amen. All right? And and that's and that's okay because you're growing, you're maturing. But it's it's very important that you submit those to God and that you don't act on those things that you know you shouldn't act on or that um uh my mom well not my mom, but I heard a preacher say one time that if you can't do it at church, then you shouldn't be doing it. Some to that effect anyway, right? But what what he was saying was that if you can't do it out in the open, then don't do it in secret. Uh oh, Shane, you hear me? I only said I only I only said your name because you weren't paying attention. <laughs> if you can't do it out in the open, then don't do it in secret, and don't encourage nobody else to do wrong. Amen. Amen. But that's how, but the but the armor of God is talking about the character of God. Amen. Number six. Let's go back to uh, Matthew. Matthew the third chapter. My last point. Can you carry and make room for what's meant to carry? And make room for you. The Bible says that your gifts will make room for you. So I want to read this question again. Can you carry and make room for what's meant to carry and make room for you? Verse 13. Let's look at verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan River to be baptized by him. Verse 14. No, let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. Then Jesus came from Galilee to, to John at the Jordan River to be baptized by him. Here Jesus is, the gift of salvation, the gift to the world coming to be baptized. John had to decrease in order that God may increase. Can you submit? Can, can, you, can you put yourself on the back burner and allow God to shine through. Can you give all the glory back to God? That's that's what that last question is about. Can can you give God all the glory when he begins to use you and people begin to take notice of you? If you can do those things, then the heavens will be opened unto you. Amen. I'm done.